הערבים מלכנו עצמך, השליח ציבור מסחיל והציבור אין אחריו. כל אבינו מלכנו בפני עצמו, so we play around with this, that we know we have normally have the custom of of ha'chzirenu b'shuva shleimu l'fonecha. This is not what it says over here in this, in, in, in the Matei Ephraim. Matei Ephraim over here says that when Avinu Malkeinu kura, and Avinu Malkeinu hatzmach, you say it line by line. We do not do this. We do not do this. We begin saying line by line together, starting from ha'chzirenu b'shuva shleimu l'fonecha, through the five kosvenus, for whatever reason, the minig is not like the Mati Ephraim to do these specific Avinu Malkenus. Some shuls, this is a very popular thing that we do in the shul to stall, especially on Yom Kippur and the Ilah. Yom Kippur, so if the chazan is too fast, too slow, so they pashk around with the Avinu Malkenus to say everyone in every shul because they have to duchin, so therefore they have to def, because they have to duchin before it gets dark, before, before the sun sets. And after the sun sets, they have, they have, there's, there's a significant amount of time until it says Sakachavim. So in Eretz Yisrael, it's very common that the shots will say, Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu, but it's still 20 minutes, it's, a very, it's, 20 minutes, it's a very long time. That, that this, 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 this is, this is, um, Fine. This this is what uh, this is what this is uh, interesting that you, to say without to say these avinu malkenus together. Halacha yud gimel avinu malkenu halacha yud alit. Moitzin sefitar v'karin shloish anoshim parsh vayichal keminig b'shar tainas sibor v'af imchal biyom shenduchin parsh hashvul l'kor vayichal. If it's Monday, you do not lay in the parsh hashvul. You lay in vayichal. You stop in the middle of the Pasuk. Okay, you do not say the entire Pasuk because we just say the Yud Gimel Midas. This itself is a very big discussion. What exactly are the Yud Gimel Midas? So there are different opinions. But as our custom, the Nakei is the last is the last of the Yod Gimel, v'chein v'salach t'lavaneinu u'nechaltanu. U'v'chol elu yesh te'akari u'mish Allah taro lishtak. And here is something very important. If you get the Aliyah, many people get this wrong, if you are honored to get an Aliyah on a Tainas Sibor, either you're a Koyen, the first Aliyah, or you're getting Shlishi, because there's nothing to repeat in the second Aliyah, the Yisrael, the one that gets the Aliyah is not supposed to say the Psukim. You're supposed to be quiet when everyone, just like the shots, just like the Balkriya, when he says, Vayikra, he is silent and everyone says the Psukim, Hashem, Hashem, Kalrachim, Lechan, and then he repeats it, he reads it inside. The one that gets the Aliyah should behave like the Balkriya and should not say the Psukim with the Tzibur. He should say it, either don't say it at all, be quiet, or if he's familiar with the words, which is the proper way, he should say it together, very quietly with the shliach, with the balkriya, as he lanes the psukim. The reason is because when the people are saying the psukim, they're saying it, b'derech bakosha. They're saying it because they're being mispalal to Hashem. The one that's laning is not saying the psukim derech bakosha, he's saying it derech kriya, reading. It's the difference between derech bakosha as a request and derech kriya, reading to me, makayim the mitzvah of kriya satara. The one that gets an aliyah is an extension of the Baal kriya. So he's not allowed to start making bakoshois 
in the middle of Kriyas HaToyro when the Pesukim have to be read B'derech Kriya. So again, the bottom line is, if you get an Aliyah, if you're a Koyin, if you're a Yisrael, and you get an Aliyah today, by Mincha, or for that matter, and that matter, any, any time they lay in, they lay in by Echal, you are not supposed to answer to the, say the Pesukim out loud together with the Tzibur. You're supposed to be silent when the Tzibur says the Pesukim. And if you want to say the Pesukim, you can say it together with the, with the Balkriya as he lanes it together with him as anyway you should be doing the entire Kriya if you are advanced enough to know how to say the Pesukim with him as he says. But one thing, be very, very careful when you read along with the Balkriya, make sure you read very, very quietly. Because there's nothing that drives the Balkriya more crazy than having a person that gets an aliyah, start laning along loud with him. Okay, I'm sure you all, everyone here at some point in time lane, and you have the experience that you don't want to hear the person getting the aliyah to reading along with you too loud. It's very, very annoying. Okay, next. Okay, now we go further. We're up to the fourth line in Halacha Yudalid. The Balkari should then read the Pasik inside the Sefer Torah loud. Everyone should be Yaitse with his laning. Like we said, they don't do berach bakosh. So this this is a very kedai to learn the matter from just for this halacha alone. It's important. These people don't know this halacha. Next. Even Okay, by Mincha, you don't see this. You don't see this in Nusach Ashkaz by Mincha. When you take out the Sefer Torah, they're going to s- Hashem Hashem. No, so he's saying that, 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 you, that there are minigashkas, but you take out the Sefer Torah, when you open up the Aron HaKodesh, to take out the Sefer Torah, like on Shabbos, you say Hashem Hashem and the Rebbein HaElamim, even on a tiny Sibor. Today, no one does this anymore. No one does this. But he does make mention the Yesh Nehagim Loimar, even even Nusach Svart does not do this. No one does this. Svart. Nusach Svart. They don't do this. What? Okay, but the common the, the minyan that we frequent in this community, and if you go around check out everything in the bar park, maybe you'll find someone. But most of the minyan do not do this. Notice that he calls the Shabbos Tishuva. That in itself is the topic of discussion. Is the Shabbos coming as Tishuva or Shabbos Shuva? Why would it be called Shabbos Shuva? The Haftorah. Shuva Yisrael. Why would it be called Shabbos Tishuva? Because the Shabbos, the Seres, he made Tishuva. So there are two different ways to refer to it. Most of us refer to the Shabbos Shuva, but in many Svarim it's called Shabbos Tishuva. We don't say we don't say rock uh, b'shabbos a shuva. Because on Shabbos, on Shabbos, we generally do not say the yud gimel midos tarach. I mean, it's not a time rock b'shmei k'mo b'shar shabboses. Halacha tesvav. Ain karin la'alos l'sevetar rock mishabedai to l'hasanos l'hashu. This is upon halacha. You only can take an aliyah only if you're going to fast. If you are fasting, if you're planning to fast the rest of the day, even by shachris, even though the shachris you may be fasting so far. If you're not it's too late for today already but if you're not planning on fasting the remainder of the day you're not you are not supposed
supposed to take an aliyah if you know that you're going to break your fast later in the day. And by mincha, certainly, if you know you're going to break your fast, if you already broke your fast, you're not supposed to take the aliyah. And here he makes one, there is one distinction. That is, if, 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 if Tzom Gedali, it doesn't apply this here, falls out on a Monday or Thursday, or anywhere you would be obligated to lay because Monday or Thursday, so then Bidiyeved, if you're not fasting, you can't take an aliyah because... Monday, the, it's Monday, Thursday. It's not only because of the fast day, even though we're laning Vayichala. Only Shachas, only Shachas, yeah. exactly, only Shachas. But Mincha, no. no, and certainly this year where it's, a two, it's, it's Wednesday, also no. On the Maftir, on the Maftir, you will, there's no Maftir by Shachas anyway. So it wouldn't make a One that's not planning, one that's not fasting, or one that's not planning to fast. Notice it makes no distinction. It doesn't matter if right now you're fasting. If you do not plan to conclude the fast, you also should not take an aliyah. The Rav. He knew they give it to him. So he was debating with himself whether he should say, "I can't get the Ali or not." But he took it. He took the Ali. Uh, because he wrote it. He never, you know. He Chilashem. for the Rav, right. But he wondered if he did the right thing or not. And what did he conclude? He, in other words, he took the Aliyah. Right. I mean, that, he wrote it that he, he doesn't know, but that's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we call Makoim Beloy Tzorich Ein Lasa Iskain even on a Monday, Thursday, you should give the Aliyah to a person that's going to fast. Now, one other thing he made, distinction he makes, the whole issue over here of not giving the Aliyah to, to a person who is not fasting, will not fast, only applies to the Aliyah itself. But Hagba and Galila, it makes no difference whatsoever. It makes no difference. Make sure he's not going to drop. He gives someone very strong. That's the most important thing. What happens if there's a Koyen in the Beis HaKnesses and he is the only Koyen but he is not fasting or does not plan to fast. So what should we do? We can't. It's, let's say it's Mincha. Or let's say it's uh, Shachris Monday, not Monday, Thursday. And Monday, Thursday. So the, the solution is Yetzay. The Koyen should step out of the Beis HaKnesset so they can give the lead to a Yisrael who is fasting. Yetzay HaKoyen. What? Is this done in any show? Yes. This Halacha. Well, I, I... No, 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 you don't ask. I don't ask. I guess, I guess the Koyin is smart enough to know. You do If you don't have 10 people fasting, you're not supposed to learn Vayichal. Yeah, that's right. You have to have 10 people fasting to learn Vayichal and to say Aneinu and to say Aneinu. What if the Koyin is a Balkari and he's not fasting? Then you have no choice. Then if, if the Koyin is the Balkari... So you need him to be there. Yeah. So then, then there's no choice. Then you're going to have to give him an aliyah.
I don't think so. I don't think a lot of you let's say anything he says. I don't think he's allowed to. Let's see, let's see. In Yesh Koyen, Ella, let's see what he says. In Yesh Koyen, Ella, Shein Mesana, Yetseha Koyen, Ibez Akneses, Vikre, Yisol Hamasana, the Yesham Koyen Acher. If there's another coin, obviously, so you'll give him the aliyah. He's fasting. And if you're afraid that he's going to call him, there's another coin. So just tell the gabai, do not call me. Okay, so he does. He doesn't. He doesn't mention your shail. And his shail was, let's say, the only one who knows how to lane is a koyin. Okay, that was his shail, Doctor Fuchter shail. The only one who knows how to lane is. Only one who knows how to lane is a koyen. And he's the only koyen. And he's not fasting. So what do you do? I imagine that you have no choice but to call him up. Because you're not allowed a koyen, you're not allowed. That's yeah, the halacha. So I guess I... I don't think so, no. The only way to be is to leave. There's no... To the best of my knowledge... I've seen it done, but it's... Uh, like halacha. I heard somebody uh, really giving it to the rabbi. The only thing the koyin can do is to walk out. That is also controversial. That is also... You have a shul and you want... And, and there's only one koyin and he gets every single... Every single Monday, Thursday. So that itself is controversial. Should we tell the koyin to walk out in order to give some other people a chance to get an aliyah? But if the koyin is there, I'm assuming that it's a giving that you're not allowed to tell, not give the koyin, the koyin has to get. So in this situation, I imagine you have no choice. They already called him up. It's too late. They already called him up. So it's Monday, Thursday. Of course, he can go up. But if if they called him up already and it's not, it's mincha or it's two, it's Wednesday. So then, then he should tell them, I'm not fasting, and call up someone else. He's not included in the klala of or asher lo yakim is azos, because there's a good reason. The only time a person shaykh in the curse is when there's no good reason why you don't take the aliyah. Here there's a good reason. So in this case, you tell him, I'm, I, you call me up, but I can't, and you don't call up another person. The other person call just goes up. up. They call up before they check. They should they check. Now here he says, I don't know what this, this, how literal this is to be taken. I assume it's literal. You call up, yeah, you call up someone else. Normally, if a person refuses to take an aliyah, the halach is you don't call up another person. You give another person. Just takes it. You don't call. You don't go. You don't call someone else up. Why? Because you, you don't want. You don't want to embarrass. You don't want to embarrass him. Embarrass Sefer Torah. Not a miyuchas. He's not a Jew. There are problems. You don't. But in this instance, these problems. The way, if you take it literally, the yikra acher. If you take these words literally, which I'm assuming we do, is this is different. There's a good. There's a, there's a legitimate reason why he's not taking the aliyah. So then you. Alright, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know. This was Rabbi Bayevsky's case. So you don't want to be embarrassed. Though in other words, people assume that you're going to fast and you have to break your fast privately. Or like Rabbi Bayevsky's case, he's the Rav. 
and it's a big chil Hashem for the rough. People know the rough is not eating, on, it's not eating, it's going to eat, it's going to break his fast. So in this case, ki gadol kavod Everything we saw over here was only by, by Monday, Thursday, because Monday, Thursday, anyway, it's no big deal, because Monday, Thursday, anyway, you're supposed to lay in the Torah. So now, laying by Chal, it doesn't, it's not, that's not a significant difference. No, but, Bashachos, Bashachos. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I asked That's stretching it. There's no one else. It's, that's really stretching it. Another halach. If a person knows that he's not going to fast, he should not be You can't say or to include yourself. It's our fast day. So if you you should not, if the shliach tzibur is not fasting, the matter of says. Do not say Anenu as a bracha bifne atzmai between Reino and Rifoenu. Rak yoimar bishmeat filo kiyochid. Velo yoimar and change the nusoch. Do not say with the nun vav. Velo yoimar biyom tsum ta'anisenu. Rak yoimar anenu biyom tsum ha'tainis hazeh. So I guess this would have to be done in the shul. We have no one else. The only one that's condemned for the omen is the person that's going to be fasting. So you have no choice but to do this. The im- yeah? If you don't have ten people, then you don't then 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 you don't then you don't do it. You're right. You don't say an to them. Same exact thing. Let's see. We mentioned before. If you don't have ten people fasting in shul, then you're right. Then you then then you don't say anenu. I believe you don't say anenu at all. What? You don't say anenu. If you do not have to have, have all ten people, not even Roy, I think you have all ten people, I believe. <coughs> you have to have ten people fasting in order to say anenu. No, nothing. Nothing. You don't say it at all. There has to be, you're representing the tzibur, there must be people in the audience that are fasting. Over here he's saying the nun vav, which means us, which means me also. The shliach tzibur is not fasting, so he can't say the word nu. But he can say, he can say the people here in the tzibur, they are fasting, so for them I'm saying it's a yom tom yom tom tainus. for them, not for me, not for me, for them it's a tainus, you have at least ten people that you are representing. Let's go further, the im ein sham shliach tzibur acher, the only one that can daven for the Yom is one that's not, that is not fasting. Because if you're not going to let him daven, then no one's going to daven. And then you're not going to have Chazor Sashat's period, and that would be a Chaval. Yutas. Yes. If you have 10 Yechidim that are fasting, so they say, why not? Why why can you do Barabim? Because it's a yom tif. It's only for them. It's a yom tif only for them. It's not everyone's time. It's mincha. It's mincha. The Karim Pesach is offered mincha after Chatzoy. So Shachar is not a yom. It's not a day of tainus. Why not? I don't know. The, I don't know. I don't know. Right, but they can't take a turn and be done. Oh, that's basically, you know? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
Okay, let's go to the next halacha. Let's go halacha yutasim chal im chal b'sheni v'chamishi oimer hashlech tzib b'glilas asefer tori hiratzim like we we do on a regular Monday Thursday milafnei avilus abeshmai v'askaris neshamas kama b'chol you can make you can make a you can make a kelmole b'chol ashana v'imchal barishana b'rvi enami hiratzim v'loy haskaris neshamas so that's very interesting that you do not say a kelmole person has a yard say oh today today like today today it's Wednesday. So it says here not to do it. I don't know. It says here, just not everything that we do, not everything that we do over here, do we, do we follow what it says in the Mater Ephraim? But the Mater Ephraim says, the loy haskaris neshamas. That's what it says. Rakim yesh yard site masker. If it's a yard site, that might be different. That's what he says. Okay, so was it a yard site? So yard site masker neshamas. So you machzina That's his pshar. A regular kelmole, you do not. But a yard site, you can do. If you don't give a ticket, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no ticket on uh, on on. We are going to be able to get We begin to say we don't do this either. We say the whole year round. Depends on the show you go to. They say till the whole year round. They don't say it all. You begin to say till and after davening before the, by the amud. The amim kol yom shemein roshanul yamagipurim levad b'shabbos shahein mechamish shayamim b'chol yom sefer echad o yishloisha kapital umish loy ama yom echad yashlo b'fnei atzma b'yamashach. If you miss one day, you have to make it up. Bechdei l'sayim kol tehillim kodim erev yom kippur. So I guess there is a seder what to do they, before the yom kippur. You should go through after davening Shachris min Chamayrif. You should finish the entire Sefer Tehillim. Chaf Aleph. Af Mishu Bal Masu Matan Nochon Shabiyom Ma'elu Yimait B'Mas Matan Rak B'Der Charei. A person should mad yaset Torah v'yaset Torah sekela. A person should spend more time learning than being occupied in business. Is the death of Gedalia ben Achikam was a very great tzaddik. One of the tragedies, the reason why we focus on his death more than the death of other tzaddikim is because he was killed by Jews. When a tzaddik dies naturally or a tzaddik is killed by a guy, to some degree, their death serves as an atonement for Klal Yisrael. Misa Sadikim is Mechaper. But when a Jew is killed by a Jew, then his Misa is not Mechaper. Adarabba, his Misa is a kitroig on Klal Yisrael. So that's why. made more difficult to pass. That's why that, well, that many, there are many reasons why we focus on Gedalia, but one of the main reasons that's brought down in Shochanok, the main reason we focus because Misa Sadikin, it is a day of tragedy that a tzaddik died. And don't tell me it's not a tragedy. It's a Maila. It's a Yom Kaparu Slicha. That would have been true if he died nat- by natural means or by a non-Jew, Al-Kiddush Hashem, but not when he died through Jews. When a Jew, Yishmoel, this person, by his name, his name was Yishmoel, he killed, he murdered Gedalia, that was a very great kitrek for Klal Yisrael. I guess Peshoigig, I guess it was a Shoigig, so there's no Kitrek. Uh, his death is a Kapara, I, I, I assume, uh, to some degree. But, but the Gedalia ben Achikim is unique in that he was murdered by Jews. So therefore, it is a day to, to be Isaac in 
שאין לוזוס מבית הכנסת, מבית המדש, אם לא לדבר הכרחי, וצרגול לפרסון שנת ליב, לבית המדש, לבית הכנסת, unless he's absolutely necessary, ויש לו עושה צדוק במתיינס, הפרסון שגיב צדוק, ויש משערים מה שהיו איכל ביום זה, ונעשה לא עניים. Now what is the תיינס? So the way it worked in ancient times is that if you don't have to eat, you save yourself money, you have some pocket money. Lunch costs $5, breakfast costs $3, so you got $8. So that money you save for breakfast and lunch, you give to Tzedakah. The problem that today is that Adra, when a time is cost even more, because the dinner has to compensate at least double, triple for the, for the hunger of not eating breakfast and lunch. So this whole halacha today has gone out the window. But it used to be in ancient times, if there's no breakfast, there's no lunch, so that's it. Dinner is not going to be any different. So the only thing is, again, you're saving money, that money goes to Tzedakah. That the money you give to Tzedakah on a Yom Tainis cannot be deducted from your Meiser money. Cannot be deducted from your other Tzedakah money. This is in your own head because you're not really, it's, not, it's money that you would anyway would have spent for, for your lunch money. That's the, how it's brought down in the halachas farm. That's why the, 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 this. Uh, a lot of things I'm telling you, I'm coming from what? A lot of things I'm telling you, I'm telling you from this Rabbi Tezner Sefer Sha'are Sha'are Rosh Hashanah. There he parallels all the halachas of the Mate Ephraim and he elaborates and he has some very all these different ideas. He explains, he elaborates a lot of these halachas. Okay, let's go further. Halacha. Um, if an expert doctor tells a person that he may not fast, of course he must make a bracha, he has to bench. You should eat privately, you should not eat on, on the avenue in, in, in Bagel Hole by the window when you walk by and everyone sees you sitting by the window. That's not a good thing. It's not good to go into Dunkin' Donuts and see people eating breakfast and lunch, even though they have a good, legitimate excuse by a doctor that they're not supposed to eat. You're not supposed to eat in public. If you have to eat on tightness, you're supposed to eat pitsina, and you're also supposed to eat things that are bare bones. Hechrechi, not to eat delicious donuts and chocolate. And these things, these, these types of foods are not supposed to be eaten by people who need to eat on a tightness. I saw it recently, it's very, very fascinating that the Badats, when it was first started in Eretz Yisrael, it probably goes back, how many years? 60, 70 years. So the, the Badat, the, the, the Heksha, the Heksha business. So it was a fellow person, I, I forgot his name, they, had, they wrote it up. What? I don't remember who it was. One of the, the, one of the founders of one of the first Akashras organizations in Eretz Yisrael. And they were presented with giving a Heksha on chocolate. And this person who was, which, which, and he ran, he, he was the one who gave the hechshon, so they gave hechshon on meat, on bread, on, so he says, we're not giving hechshon on chocolate. This is not where we're in, it's so foreign to us, there's such a concept, is that we are not giving hechshon on foods that, that should not, which are nothing more than taiva foods, foods that are, that, that are not uh, basic necessities. Chocolate? You shouldn't be eating chocolate altogether. What can we in Gaulus? What? And he refused to give it. The person who was the founder of one of the main cashless organizations refused to give a hechsher on chocolate. It's amazing how, how 
today, I mean, it's unheard of today. Today, I mean, the OU, the whole business of the OU is to go and seek out every exotic he food. Okay, that's another shot. That's another topic of discussion. But it just goes to show how the mindset, the mindset on not even giving a hechsher on chocolate. So the place can say the same thing. A person who, on the doctor's orders, is, has to eat on a tainus, it doesn't mean he has to eat every delicacy. He has to eat within the spirit of the day. You need to eat, so you eat bread and water or whatever you have to eat, the basic necessities you have to eat, but to go and have gourmet meals on a day of a tainus is something that's really pushing the envelope. Okay, next. Another halacha. Let's say it's your Yom Tov. For example, Bris Mila. You are a Sandik, or it's your child, or you're the Moel. So today is your Yom Tov, and you're allowed to eat. Now, it's not so simple. The truth is, the only time you can eat on on some gedalia is when it's a nitcha. If some gedalia falls uh, falls out on, on a really shuffle on with a three day yomtef, it's uh, Rosh Hashanah would be Thursday, Friday, and then Shabbos. Then some gedalia would be on Sunday. Then some gedalia is a nitcha. Then you can uh, a moil and a sandik can eat in the later in the day. Right, so that, that's a question. Do we say every tzom gedali is a nidcha? That is a question. If because when did when did, did gedali when was he killed? There are three opinions. Either he was killed on Rosh Hashanah, or he was killed on the first or on the second day. On the second day, the second day we were well, there was there wasn't a two day Rosh Hashanah in Eretz at that time. It was the second day of Tishrei, or he was mamish killed on Gimel Gimel Tishrei. So there are three opinions according to the first two. Every single Tzom Gedalia to some degree is a Nidche and that has a Nafkamina for a Yoledes. That the rules of Tzom Gedalia for women who have given birth are a drop more lenient than other the other Dalit Hanios. Generally a woman is a Yoledes doesn't anyway have to, anyway have to fast. But it, I don't know what the different scenarios are. There are different certain scenarios where a woman should really be fasting but you can combine the fact that it's some gedalia and some gedalia, according to some, is always considered to be a nidche. It's not the actual anniversary when he died, and therefore there are grounds to be lenient on every some gedalia. By brismila halachal ma'aser and by brismila some gedalia you're not allowed to eat. It's, it's, it's a, considered to be, in fact, a more severe type of fast because it's a day when a tzaddik dies. On a day when, when, when uh, the other three fast day, Shavas Batamos, Asar Batavis, and, 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 well, that's, that's easy. Tanis says it's not even, it's not even a different league altogether. That's very, very lean. But talk about the Dalit Saimos, Tishabov, Tishabov, and Asar Batavis, and and Shavas Batamos, and some Gedalia. In one respect, Tzom uh, Gedal is more chomor than the others because it's a day of Misas Tzadikim. Even the Churm Beis Hamigdash is not as chomor as a day when it's Tzadik. Because a Tzadik is a living Beis Hamigdash. The Beis Hamigdash is brick and stone. It's stone, stones and wood. It's not, it's not life. Tzom Gedalia, a Tzadik died. 
the walls were breached but were not even though Beis Hamidosh was accompanied by the death of many tzaddikim but that's not what the focus is the focus is on the Churm Beis Hamidosh the Golos Hashchina in that respect that's more lenient than some Gedalia when a human being was killed a tzaddik was nifter that is, so you have different different dimensions in the same. Mitzadech, it's more lenient, because it's nidche, according to two opinions. It's not the day when Gedalia actually died. But Mitzad Sheni, it's more chamor, because it is a Mitzvah Tzadek. Mitzad, and then there's another time that it's the Gemar. Tzom Gedalia represents the complete end of the Churmbe. It was a four-step process. There was a siege, Asar Betebeis, Three years later, the walls were breached on Shivasa Betamos. Three weeks later, the base Hamigdash was destroyed. And then a few months later, five months later, whatever it was, there was a She'eris HaPleita still living in Eretz Yisrael under the authority of Gedalia ben Achikam, who was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, by Nebuchadnezzar. And when he was murdered by some conspiracy, that was the end of the Yishuv of Jews in Eretz Yishol for the next 52 years, in Yerushalayim. For the next 52 years, a Jew would not set foot in Yerushalayim and from the greater part of Eretz Yishol. So it was the Gemar. The Gemar is also a dimension of severity of the end of the four-step process of Lukur Beisam Megdash. Alright, let's stop over here. We'll, we'll pick this up tomorrow. We'll see, we'll see how we'll do this. We'll take a short break and then we'll just, just talk, talk about, I want to talk about uh, Shabbat Shuvah, the Haftorah. I want to just talk, just to give, to talk about what is the proper Haftorah to lay in on Shabbat Shuvah. For a lot of were killed in the, in the, in the Holocaust. Right, but that's that. that I yeah, know, yeah. Six million. Yoma Yoma Shoah. Okay, that's. Uh,